Hello and welcome to Daddy OFM, broadcasting live from West Hollywood, California. Joining us today in the studio is editor-in-chief of Treats Magazine, Steve Shaw. We'll be talking photography, nudity, and creating an empire. I'm your host, Jonathan Bukalil, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, Steve, and welcome to Daddy OFM. How are you, mate? Good, Johnny. Thank you for uh, having me. That's a pleasure, mate. It's good to see you. And Steve and I have known each other for many, many years and uh, bounced around the world as fellow photographers. And I think I first, when did I first run into you? Was it in Sydney? I think it was in Sydney. Sydney, Australia. Yeah, 90, 90, 95, I think. I, I think I moved there in 94, 95. Right. After the earthquake. The oh, big earthquake oh, really? Is LA. that what sent you out there? Wow. Uh, and, a, and an ex-girlfriend that I was trying, <laughs> a girlfriend that I was trying to get away from. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the benefits, uh, folks, of being yeah. a photographer is that you can actually leave the country when you're split up with someone. Yeah, and work, and work <laughs> wherever you want. Exactly. And Steve is a photographer, and of course, is the editor-in-chief of Treats Magazine. Uh, you know, a hugely successful operation, and it's um, growing and becoming more than just the magazine now. And how are things going with Treats? What can bring us up to date with a couple of things? It's going great. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's, I wouldn't recommend anyone starts a magazine. <laughs> it's, as a business, I think, it's an old business. Right. And traditional. And especially when you're dealing with print. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the biggest problem we've had is, is distribution. Right. And working with distributors that, you know, it's, it's just so old school. Yeah, I mean, and, and I want to talk to you about that later, the difference that you've been finding with the digital side and the print side. And, and I think it's great that you have, a, a, have a, a print issue still, but I'm sure it must be a bit of a, a lost leader or something you just do for the love of it rather than to make a huge amount of money about, out of it. But let's uh, talk about um, you, Steve. You, you've been a photographer from, for as long as I've known you for many years, and um, I'm sure that Truths is taking over most of your time now, but you still take uh, photos. Obviously, yeah, treats has taken all my time. But um, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. I I kind of I did treats for a, as a creative outlet. Yeah. Uh, but I got I've now become so involved in the business side right. of things. It's 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 actually done the very opposite to right to what I thought it would do. But do you find that um, do you find like um, making the magazine kind of satiates your, your need for creativity or do you feel you really have to pick up a camera every now and get I, now Yeah, and I have to, I have to pick up a camera. Yeah. I you know, I, it's funny last week I just I literally just had to organize, organize a photo shoot bef- so I wouldn't go right. crazy. Yeah. And I was dealing with a lot of business stuff mm. and I you know I thought I've got to stop. I've got to just yeah. stop, take a day, yeah. pick up the camera, yeah. snap some pictures, um, and, and, that and I feel so much better. Actually, it's like it's it's kind of like therapy yeah. in a way, you know. Because there's nothing like that feeling. For, like, and I'm, I'm I'm sure you agree. With, like when you put down the camera at the at the end of a day, and you know you've got a whole bunch of great photos in the bag, and and you've created something out of nothing, and that will that will live on, and it's a really satisfying feeling. But I'm sure, like the day to day of treats, is a, is a lot of paperwork and a lot of conversations and emails and. Yeah, I mean, it's it's from the business side of th- I mean, there's a lot of things going on with it as a as a, you know, it's progressed from a. Uh, a print magazine into a, a big media company, yeah. um, a media and events company. Mm. Well, that's um, why I sort of in the intro referred to creating an empire because I remember you starting 
outreach and uh, and it was just this creative outlet that you wanted to do and and but now it's become so much more and as you're saying it, it's it's a brand in itself and it's become you know a brand for events and other things and um, so that you know it's a really exciting time yeah I mean I've, I've never th I, I've never really thought of it as a magazine I've, right. I've thought of it as a, as building a brand right uh, the magazine is a, is actually a really small part of it. Yeah. There's also not a lot of advertising in it because mm. for a brand to advertise in a magazine, it's 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 unquantifiable these right. days. Yeah. No one knows who's looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's, wow. there's there's the ABC audits that they do to justify who is buying and who, you know how many print, how many distribute. But you know, someone can buy a magazine and. A thousand people look at a hundred. Mm. A hundred people look at yeah. that, look at that copy on their coffee table, right. or someone can buy it, look at it, and throw it in the trash. So right. that that ad that someone's just paid a lot of money for just mm. gets one view, right? And they don't know who they don't know who that is. I actually started it when the, the they'd announced the iPad, right? And I thought, oh my God, everything's going to go digital. Digital. Right. So this is going to get rid of print and. I thought it'd be easy to d just do a digital version, right. but what I realized was the very opposite. People actually, you know, because of this digital media, people kind of craved something that you didn't throw away and something that was mm -hmm. a little timeless and, mm -hmm. No. And it is good to, to go back to what you yeah. said before, is, is that uh, it, it is a coffee table piece and is it something you yeah. can leave out and, and, and it will kind of lead to conversations and discussions and something, but, you know, having an iPad on your, on your table is not necessarily that same drawer, I guess. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I realised, you, know, after, after, you know, after the iPad did come out that I don't, I don't think... And everyone was going on about how print is dead, and right. you know, look, newsprint I think is dead because mm. people get their news, people want the news immediately, through, and they get it through Twitter or through various websites and alerts on their phone. And so to actually make, you know, by the time you've printed it, yeah. the new, it's yesterday's <laughs> news. So, so that's all changed. But you know, I've I've really tried to make treats from every issue we've done. Um, we're on the eleventh issue now, timeless. Yeah. You know, so in in our all the stories that we curate, the photographers that we we work with, um, are, co are of course you know of the moment. But I also want something that has some longevity that you, that people can look look back at and. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't go out uh, out of fashion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the pictures are beautiful, and it's classic, and it's printed beautifully, and it, and you know the covers are great, so it does sit really well. And and you know, and, and I've walked into places and seen it on people's coffee tables oh, yeah. and picked it up, and, yeah. and and they're like, oh yeah, there's people a new buy issue. it. If you know, it's funny that people who you know, I've got friends who who don't buy books. Right. You know, I, I buy tons of photography books. You know, I've got shelves full of. Uh, of fine art coffee table books that are in shelves, not on a coffee table. But <laughs> a lot of people buy, you know, it'd be the only thing they book yeah. or magazine they have on their coffee yeah. table um, that just sits there. You know, people people actually steal it from other people's houses. <laughs> I've, I've heard I've heard this so many times. Like I bought I bought treats and then I have friends over and it's gone. Like yeah. people steal it, um, and this happens 
This happens all the time. That's great. That's actually quite a Which nice is little great. thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but listen, listen, we're going to be getting yeah. ahead of ourselves yeah, yeah. now, and I wanted to talk about about you and the, the man behind the magazine, and and um, you've you've had a lot of success as a photographer, and now with treats and uh, and everything that's going to become. But let's let's take us back to yeah. to where you're from and where you grew up, and and, and what led you into uh, the creative industries. Um, I grew up in uh, in Cheshire, yeah. in the north of England. Um, it's funny when I uh, I used to think it was a boring little village when right. I was growing up, but when I go back there now, it's like it's one of the most beautiful places. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that you don't, you know when you when you're a kid, you just want to get out of there. And yeah. You don't appreciate <laughs> no. how beautiful it is. Right. So you know I do I do miss it there now, but. Mm. Um, I've noticed you do go back quite a quite a bit from your, um, or is it you going no, back to England? To. A lot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I go back to I go back to London quite a bit, but mm. I always try and get up to Manchester yeah. and see my mates because yeah. they don't give a shit about <laughs> what I do and who I'm around, and and it's it's really grounding mm. actually in a, in a world that is completely crazy and I've, I've, I've found this and, and um, we're still beginning but I, but um, there, there are a lot of commonalities that keep coming up and was it was it were you did you always feel growing up that you wanted to to get out of there and do something different and 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 that like the regular path that that might have been before you and your friends and you and your mates from there was not for you was it was this something that you always wanted to to do was to try something different yeah, always. I, 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 I kind of, I was very ambitious. I think when I was younger. I also was, also the people around me also always inspired me. Right. You know, I think it was always about. I, I hated school. I couldn't wait to get out of school. But, <laughs> but there were certain people that I wanted to be around that I could, I could learn from that, yeah. that were inspiring, and and I think it was this, you know, I, I, I was t- terrible at remem- at, at learning at school. Right. So I, I wanted to be around, you know, be around anything that could kind of give me an education yeah. outside of school. Yeah. I left school when I was 15. Right, wow. The day I, the earliest day I possibly <laughs> could, I just left. I didn't yeah. even do, I didn't, I hardly took any examinations apart, mm. f- apart from photography. Mm. I spent most of my last year at school in the dark room. Right, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's all I was interested in. Yeah, because I, I couldn't I, stand the dark room. Really? Was no. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so tell us how you got into yeah. photography then. Was it actually a, a well, part was, of school? It was from school and oh, my dad, great. and also my dad had a, I think I was 11, 11 years old and he had a little, uh, uh, oh God, what was the name of the camera? It, um, it was a Russian, a Russian rangefinder, right. Zenith, I think oh, it was. Zenith, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a Zenith or something. <laughs> that I would pinch all the time and yeah. take pictures and uh, and then. Do you know, remember some of your earliest yeah, photos? What, what, was, what were you taking photos of? All, all landscape stuff, right, close nice. close by. I remember all, I remember the frost on, <laughs> on 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 leaves that were taken, and then you know photograph it in, in black and white film, and, right. then, and then and then also. You know, I kind of, I, bizarrely enough, even though I hated school and learning, I was obsessed with being, I wanted to be a scientist. Right. Um, I wanted to be a scientist, but yeah, I, I, and I loved art, but right. I just couldn't physically draw. Right. The actual act of drawing or painting a picture was, mm. in my mind, terrible. So then I found something that was technically fulfilled me from the science mm. side, and then, and then going in the dark room, you know, I loved I loved the 
the experience of actually taking a picture, then going into the dark room, processing the film, mm. and seeing this print emerge in this. And, in and, this and that whole process you know, was process kind of, of magical, wasn't it? Was it was amazing, yeah. yeah. And so, for such a young kid to be interested in that process from the beginning, it was, you obviously yeah. had a, you know affinity for, for, for the craft. Yeah, it was all, you know, to me it was all about the chemistry, yeah. you know. Um, and then it gave, and then, you know, it gave me a tool as a photographer to be creative and, right. be, and be an artist. Then my, you know, my photography teacher at school was very encouraging. And that's good. So, you know, whereas where a lot of the teachers really weren't growing yeah. up, you know. <laughs> Uh, I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of uh, could do better on my report cards. It's so funny. I was <laughs> I was just at home recently, and I my mum brought brought out all my uh, report cards. Yeah, and it was literally Steve is disruptive in class, doesn't concentrate, <laughs> will never amount to anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh my. And this God. is such a common story with with nearly everyone that's come on is that they just didn't fit in school, and they didn't they it just wasn't the right format for them. And I've spoken to um, uh, other people, and like a lot of creatives have a bit of ADD in them in one way or the other, yeah. and problems with. There's thinking now that maybe school and the way it's set up is actually just not right for everyone and it's not that you're not trying it's just that it, that format of learning is just maybe not right for well look for I, I think i think school the school system was set up i know when i was growing up to by professors right to be to leave school and be a professor right <laughs> so you know and professors you know basically you think their their body is for carrying their head around right you know? um i think anything you know, creative art, mm. creativity, anything outside of maths and English was not not found about on, but just thought it was useless and you right. never got a pr proper job. But, yeah. you know, um, it, uh, and it, it is that kind of it was it's and it's also seems to be a very English thing is to to get a, a proper job is that that idea of like, yeah I mean what a, is a proper job yeah. like, <laughs> does Jay Z have a proper job no. does does Donald Trump no. does I mean you look at but back in those days it, it was so much more limited and there wasn't the internet and there there wasn't the, the you know ways ways oh, to do it and and all that sort of thing it, and it was and I mean, especially look, from coming from the north I'm sure that there was a, like a very specific path that, that maybe not your your dad by the sound of things but society you know wanted you oh, to yeah. take and I didn't well, I did not want to go down no, that path no. I mean look, our our careers we had a careers of, officer at school yeah. and his you know, we, we'd go and see them, and their ultimate job was mm. to leave school and work at Marks and Spencers. <laughs> I mean, that was, you should be really proud of yourself, yeah. like, you got a job at Marks and Spencers, <laughs> and uh, I was like, fuck that. I mean, that's got to be the worst thing. And actually, I was quite upset that I really wasn't qualified to get a job at Marks and Spencers in, in the food hall, you know. Yeah. So, oh, like, if there's, there's, there's got to be something, like, I'd, you know, and actually, my first job... I'd say it was my first job, but you know, at 13 years old, I, 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 I figured out a way to. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a job, but I ended up selling a pit, some pictures to a record, like to Polydor, oh, yeah. record. You know, I, I was really into rock music, yeah. and I would call the record labels and put on a deep voice and try and get <laughs> and get uh, photographers passes to get into right. you know, Motorhead and Iron Maiden and Girls School and all these. Yeah dreadful heavy metal bands <laughs> i remember photographing this local band called a to z and they end up buying one of my pictures for an, al <laughs> for an album cover yeah um so i got my first polydor record out uh sing it was a single cover actually there you go yeah 
But that sort of thing, it just kind of like must give you the, the, the gave you the spark that this is a, a possible yeah, thing. Well, I thought, oh God, you know, I might be able to make some money out of this. Mm. Um, and so that was it. I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. And yeah. that's what I wanted to do. Fantastic. So, uh, you know, went through school and my dad was a, was a sales director of a textile company. Yeah. And he'd been working with these photo, photo studio, a couple mm. of photo studios and, that were shooting all the sheets and the bedding and the towels. Right. And so he called one of the studios and yeah. asked if uh, they had a, a position for an inter- oh, basically inter- you know, right. There was a YTS scheme at, on at the time that, was, <laughs> that uh, the, 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 um, the government would, would subsidize your, basically like an internship. Mm. So I got paid 25 pounds yeah. a week yeah. <laughs> for this. I think I spent. I think that was my um, my my first uh, my weekly uh, my weekly pay when I was an assistant in London was twenty pounds a week. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holborn Studios. Yeah. Oh yeah, Holborn. Yeah, I used to have a place next door to that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, you know, get twenty five quid a week. It would cost me twenty five quid on the train and yeah. the bus. Two trains and a bus to get yeah. there. I'd be up at six o'clock every morning. Yeah. Um, you know, get fetching sandwiches, sweeping floors cleaning the studio i mean mm. i mean I, when i first started i was just excited to carry a camera bag i oh, thought I that was I, yeah. I didn't want to leave the place <laughs> yeah. it was cra- it was it was crazy in fact my dad you know after a while you know i wasn't coming home till right 10 11 o'clock at night every yeah. night right and he's like what the hell what the hell are you? you know you're, you're 15 years old yeah. what's going on why are you? I, I, i'm like i loved it i, I yeah. just i was like a sponge mm. i literally just wanted to absorb everything you know, around these photographers, that all that that were all pretty basic. basic I mean, when I look right. back now, yeah. you know, one of the guys, the guy who actually owned the studio, was I, I can't even call him a fashion photographer, but right. he photographed models in clothes, right. basically <laughs> <laughs> for JD Williams catalog. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, all those catalog companies in Manchester. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, little I did Littlewoods for many years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was like a lower version of. Of Littlewoods. Right. Um, in fact, the stylist was, I remember the stylist that this guy hired was actually a window dresser. Right. And he would get fishing, the model would be stood there <laughs> and they'd, there'd be these pleats on these dresses and the, and the, and the, and the window dressers would tape down the pleats so that yeah. the dress looked like totally, per- I mean, it was the worst stuff ever, you know. Yeah. But that, you know, that was the style of the time. That was, uh, <laughs> well, it was, I, I guess it was, it was like a granny's catalogue, you mm. know. But you know, I learned I learned how to light. These yeah. guys were really good at lighting and studio. You know, the whole experience in the studio with it on sheet film, and you know, I learned a lot. And then mm. I actually got really good as, as an assistant. And uh, you know, I think there was six photographers working out of this one right. studio that all shot. You know, there, there was the the uh, they had the art department in there mm-hmm. as well, so they would shoot everything. Uh, for the catalogue and then lay it out and design it and then, mm. and then obviously it goes off to print but you know, there was always an opportunity for me to progress as an assistant into a photographer right. and, uh, and, the, and the chief photographer there finally I said to him look you know I'm fed up of being an assistant I'm good enough to be a photographer I want you to promote me anyway he, he said no because I was too good of an assistant <laughs> so I said well either you promote me or I will leave start my own business and take your and take business off you, right? Which he just laughed about. <laughs> so, I left and 
started my own business and took business from it. Oh, so there you did. <laughs> yeah, well did, done. Yeah. And so how old were you when you started seven, up this? I was 17. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find, I, actually, my girlfriend at the time, her father owned all these warehouse, empty warehouses uh -huh. in, in Manchester. And he... Uh, Studios. My, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, it basically gave me this huge, horrible old warehouse mm. that had skylights. So I was getting these jobs, renting all the equipment, and, and then, you know, going to this empty warehouse at night. I had to shoot all night because I didn't have any blackout right. blinds. To, and I was shooting all this bedding and various other stuff. So, That's hilarious. That's so, yeah, great. I did yeah. that for a couple of years. Excellent. And so when did yeah. you kind of um, start to do fashion? I ended up getting, a, actually sharing a studio with, um, with another photographer and, uh, and an art director. And... Uh, the art director, I think, asked me one day to to, to do a shoot for for some catalogue he was doing of, mm. with a girl, with a model. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had no idea what I what I was doing. Mm. I was used to be just being stuck in the studio by myself, you know, taking hours to light these things and position everything. Right. Um, <laughs> and then to actually converse with a human being was a little, you know, at, at 17, 18 years old was a little awkward. But uh, so I did, and I'm like, God, this is great. You know, yeah. I kind of loved it, and yeah. it was. You know, to me, it was, it was all about the interaction with the, per, with, the, yeah. with the person, getting them to feel comfortable. And I didn't really, I just kind of blagged it, yeah. you know. I um, think we all did back in those, because it wasn't exactly, there's not like you can go to um, Parsons or, or wherever to study kind of fashion photography. It was just such a niche thing no, back then. It, it was, I mean, you know, I wanted to go to Blackpool. I think Blackpool had a really good university at the time and uh, a college, Blackpool College for photography, but. I couldn't get in there right. because I left school with no qualifications. Yeah, exactly. Um, but did you then go to, um, were you in London? Did you, from Manchester when no, you started? I, I never, I actually never, I went to London twice. Yeah. It just seemed so far away. It was weird. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> you know, and then I, I reached, I was 21 and I, um, I was working, I was you know, doing, yeah. doing okay, but yeah. I thought, God, I've got to, what, am I going to stay here and end up owning, like doing weddings and right. taking pictures of people's, I, I was, I, I was literally shooting everything. So, right. you know, people's uh, babies and right. dogs yeah. and portraits and yeah. then weddings and then various other crap. I'm like, mm. God, this is going to, there's got to be something yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. And I saw, you know, there was this magazine called the British Journal of Photography and uh, there was two jobs in there, photographers wanted in the Caribbean working on a cruise ship. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this could be great. So an amazing opportunity to see the world. So I, I went down to London, had the interview, yeah. got offered both, both jobs. So I just, I, so you just I jumped on a ship and, and, and left. Yeah. That's and, hilarious. And, uh, ended up in and had my, you been out of the UK before? No, never to America. Right. You know, just to Spain on holiday. Right, yeah. <laughs> Literally just to Spain. Um, nowhere else. And, uh, you know, English tourist places. Yeah. And then... Um, Which is just basically, most of the places in those days was just like an English town with, the, with, the, with sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, so I uh, ended up going to Miami mm. and uh, arrived in Miami and stayed at the Holiday Inn downtown Miami, which nice. was... I thought I was. I thought I was in a completely foreign country. Right. I mean, I was. I mean, no one spoke English. 
you got onto the cruise ship and what what were you were you duties to just to take um kind of photos of everyone while yeah, they're having a good I time i can't believe i'm actually telling you this but um <laughs> it was uh Oh, don't I, worry. I saw this. I saw this on on your on, on your bio, bio and I'm just like, I have to talk about this because it sounds hilarious. It, it was honestly very funny. It, yeah. At the time, I worked on the biggest cruise ship in the world. It was yeah. the, the SS Norway, <laughs> and uh, they'd had two, I think, two and a half thousand passengers. Yeah. It was a huge old ship. Yeah, and uh, it was a weekly cruise, and uh, we would, you know, we would, you know, there was seven photographers on the ship. Right. And we would photograph the passengers as they get in on board. Right. Next to, you know, there's a, there was a panelled board there right. with the name of the ship. A step and, then, and repeat. Yeah, it was basically a step and repeat for the, for the you know, for the most holidays. miserable yeah. passengers you've ever met in your life. That have saved up, <laughs> saved up all their life to yeah. go on a cruise. And um, one of the guys, that I, the, the, fir the first day that I got, I got to, to work there, you know, I had to kind of, you know, shadow the photographers mm. around to, to, to learn the ropes a little bit and uh, this one photographer was absolutely hysterical yeah. he was he was calling these you know the passengers were coming on board and he's like hey you wankers hold it there grab his balls let's take a, you know, and no one because he had such a thick right. English, like, these Americans from the Midwest would right. not know what he's talking about and I was dying yeah, yeah, laughing yeah. I'm like this is genius anyway well, it's amazing what you can say when you've got a camera in your hand to people yes it was <laughs> and, and that's what it was, it was I'm like Jesus, this camera—you can make people do anything yeah. with this thing, you yeah. know. And uh, and he did. And you know, we were shooting on these. Um, the, it was all the Leica, the Leica right. rangefinders with a well, flash on it. Right. Um, so then, you know, the passengers would be coming on board. We photographed them all. Then we had to, you know, dump the film, get more film, and then uh, and then, as we're sailing out of Miami mm. with the horns blowing and the streamers, we'd photograph the passengers again, mm. leaving Miami, and then. We'd have to race downstairs the 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 um, the dart room, which was a dip and dunk yeah. film tank. I you know we had to go in the dart room, unload all the film, put all the film on the on the on the reels. On the spools, yeah. As we're sailing out of Miami, hitting the Mexican <laughs> Gulf, yeah. which made the you know the ship was just going rocking, bob, rocking yeah. up and down 20, 30 <laughs> feet. It was so the amount of times I was in the dart room in my underpants. Dip, throwing up while doing dip and dunk There's a with the film. visual for you listeners. It was horrendous. It was, every, it was something I just regret. But, you know, I knew how to do it from school, so yeah. I just got thrown into that. So you were that. stuck with that then. Yeah. So, after, so you go on a cruise ship, and, and so, so when did you become the, the photographer that we know today? At what point do you feel that you, when, when you were shooting for magazines and, and you became a fashion photographer you know, it, then? It was, it was a while after that because... Somebody, you know, I did that for six months, and then two of my best friends, uh, Andy and Sai, came out from Manchester. They they mm. called me and they said, "Get off the ship, <laughs> let's go traveling across America and go right. to L go to Newport Beach in LA. We've heard there's loads of girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Which so, is the only reason men travel. Which is the only reason we travel for uh, gorgeous blonde Americans. Yeah. So we we did. We got this car. We we got this drive away, and they, they actually. They arrived in uh, Miami, and subsequently, because I'd worked on the ship for six months, mm. I actually got a free cruise. Oh, you got a free cruise? Well, it, cost, it was $35. Right. So the three of us went on a free cruise. That's brilliant. It cost us 100 bucks. That's hilarious. And, and it was spring bake oh, in America, so we just we'd had the time of our lives. But yeah. we, we actually got photographed on the ship because... Uh, 
the passengers thought we were some English rock band. Right, 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 right. right. Like some English boy band or <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> when someone so, asks if we are in a band, we always say no, yes. No, it was hilarious. Like, yeah. all, so the photographers who, who, who were my mates on the yeah. ship, you know, I'm now there as a passenger. They ended up photographing us all the time and putting them in the pictures in the gallery because people were buying them and getting us to sign them. We just, and then we were like, let's go with this. Let's yeah, have some fun with absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. So it, it was hilarious. That's um, great. So that was our first introduction yeah. to, to America. Basically. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and then, um, you know, left the ship, ended up in Newport Beach, and uh, I... Uh, you know, they they ended they those guys went and worked on a on a construction site, and mm. I I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to you know I'm going to get a job as a photographer, right. which was you know I was illegal. It was it was impossible. And uh, anyway, they they said, look, no one's going to come knocking on the door and giving you a, you know to give you a job. Anyway, there was a knock at the door. We were staying in this terrible motel, and and it was the guy who uh, the the uh, the guy who owned the building next right. door. He goes, do you want a job sweeping up? <laughs> on the on the construction site, I'm like, well, yeah, okay. For now, sure. For now, <laughs> so I ended I ended up doing that for a little. So while. glamorous beginning so far, Steve. Mm, yeah, very glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> Although the yeah. spring break on a, on a cruise at uh, when you were how old were you like 22, 23? I was twenty. I was twenty two. Yeah. So a young lad in America with a British accent. Uh, what could go wrong? Yeah, it was a good time then. By yeah. the way, now there's too many Brits here. Yeah. But Lots of Aussies as well. The, the novelty's worn off. Yeah. Although the accent still does work quite well, I've found. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to accentuate my little bit. Yeah, more, exactly. So when did you when did you start when did you what was your first job as a big job as a as a fashion photographer then? Um I think my first job was uh for an Italian magazine called Moda. Mm-hmm. Uh in Italy. So, you know, we, we, we stayed in Newport Beach for a bit and then I ended up, um, I ended up shooting uh, tests. I worked for this company yeah. called Cover Test right. um, that would basically uh, go out there and, and, and find these girls that wanted to be models right. who, who've got no chance of being a model, <laughs> charge them 1500 bucks for a portfolio. Yeah. And pay, can you still do that? <laughs> I don't think you can do it anymore. I mean, it, it was, you know, so this guy would basically rent a studio, rent this location, and get ten photographers, yeah. and pay them a hundred bucks, hundred and fifty dollars a day right. to shoot these forty girls. Right. That have all come come from all over the country to to have their have a portfolio. For a glamorous built. photography yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and so I ended up meeting a uh, a guy. Uh, actually. Uh, we were shooting outside on location. It just so happens to be near a bar. So yeah. while we were waiting for, from one girl to to the next to arrive, <laughs> I kept going in the bar and having a beer. And, and one of the other photographers, subsequently, was in there at the same time. And we and we're like looking at each other, like, should we really be doing that? And anyway, we ended up having a few drinks together. We became close friends, and yeah. he he lived in a loft in uh, downtown LA. So right. I, I ended up being roommates with him, yeah. a, a guy called David Jekyll, who. Uh, who actually really helped my career as a as a photographer? He kind right. of pushed me uh, to to kind of get outside from you know just doing the tests and stuff to yeah. actually doing jobs. But yeah. anyway, I moved I moved to LA with him and uh, and he took me to some model agencies. You know, ended up doing some tests and then got really good at it and then doing paid tests. So we we're mm. making making money from doing paid tests and 
you know, that kept us going for a bit. But and it was great. It was it was so much fun. It was you know, I just wanted to take pictures every yeah, day. You absolutely. Know? Um, and also, you know, it was like experimenting as well. Yeah. You know, you could just uh, kind of do uh, do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. And so, what what was you so Motor Magazine, and you were shooting it in LA, and I, and then I guess at one point the earthquake came along, and and uh, the breakup happened, and you moved out to Australia, and I think this things really kind of picked up for you there, and you I mean, you, sh you yeah. were shooting with great magazines out there, and did really well in Australia, yeah, well, if I remember correctly. I, I met you, you know, yeah. it was. Uh, you know what I loved about yeah, actually my sister was getting married right and uh, I, I went out and the, my parents you know I, I while I was in LA they mm. just decided to move to Australia um, without telling me <laughs> <laughs> how dare they <laughs> yeah they thought well if he comes back he'll just he'll find yeah, out he'll find here. out yeah so <laughs> the door will be locked so they moved to Australia I didn't want to go and um, and then my sister got married so it was right after the 84 earthquake right and uh you know, I'm like, okay, I've got to get out of this town, and and uh, thought I'd gone, thought I would go for a couple of weeks, mm. um, and then I went to Sydney and got an agent in Sydney with a crappy portfolio that I had, right, and and then again started shooting tests for model agencies, yeah. and then and then shot for Dolly magazine, yeah. and girlfriend, and Cosmo, and clear, you know, yeah, same, all the classics, all the all the all the classics, and you know, I think one thing about Australia is you could. It was like it was like class. Like no one, I don't think anyone really knew what they were doing. We just did it, and right. and, and no one really would see it either. So you could re, you could fuck up in right. Australia, and yeah. no one saw it. Yeah. But also, there, it was a great opportunity to. There were so many many magazines. As yeah. You remember, you could you could just build up a great portfolio, yeah. and you know there wasn't many of us there at that time. No, it know? was it was a it was very a protected little, little industry and, and it was because it was so far away and um, yeah. you know they had all, all, all the major magazines but there's a lot of talent talent in Australia and, and oh, yeah, you know really it, it now, really yeah. found its has really found its feet now and and it, you know is a is a great uh, fashion city Sydney fashion, fashion country. Yeah, um, in, in, yeah, in all realms of it, um, and so, so eventually, you know, from shooting in, you know, shooting all the magazines in Australia, build up a, a good enough portfolio, you came back to LA, I, I imagine, and then well, we're, we're back here. Well, then. no, I, I, you know, I, I think I'd been there. You know, I ended up living in Australia. Yeah. I, I, I fell in love with the Many place. Years, made right? great friends there. Yeah. That um, you know, I'm still and life's I'm pretty still good in with. Australia. Life was good. <laughs> um, I, I was having a great time. Built up a great portfolio, and uh, and then I thought, you know, I, I actually went home one day and uh, and checked my voicemail, mm. and uh, there was a call from this guy Ivan Shaw at American Vogue, right? From American Vogue, yeah. And I played the message, and, and it's like, hey, Steve, this is uh, Ivan Shaw. Uh, we've seen your work, and we want you to do a, a shoot for us in Australia. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like American, yeah, Vogue. that's amazing. So. I call Ivan back and we end up chatting and the shoot some uh, fell through but right you know I I got to, we had the same last name so I got <laughs> you know we had something in common and and uh and I said to Ivan I said look you know if I if I came to New York would you would you meet me yeah. you know like could could I show you my book and you know maybe uh maybe offer me some ad advice he goes mm. yeah if you if you come to New York no yeah. problem look me up so yeah. I did. Yeah, great. A few months later, I saved up some money and I went to New I, d I decided to, 
I decided that I wanted to leave Australia, but I didn't know where to go. Mm. I, you know, LA I knew, never been to New York before, yeah. and then I was going to go to London. Right. And, and see how that, that all worked out. So I get on the plane. I, I, I think, I, yeah, I came to LA for a week. Then I went to New York for the first time, which was incredible. Mm. Um, I think and you what were, were your first impressions of New York when when oh like, God, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, this is this is just unbelievable. Like, it was insane, like this. wasn't it? Yeah. It was amazing. And yeah. That's when we, you know, you were there at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, Spy Bar and Spy Wax. Spy Bar, and yeah. God, yeah. Was, it was it was an amazing time. It was, you know, it was it was edgy and. Mm. And, and New York was still New York. And it was the, New York yeah. and it still had the... Pre-internet and, and yeah. um, interesting times pre-internet. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was great. And, and so, it was so exciting, yeah. you know. And, um, and it's so, funny, like, as, a, as, a, as an old New Yorker now, I was there for, like, over 20 years. I, you, you know, you wonder whether it's still the same experience for people, whereas New York, to me now, feels very corporate and very moneyed. And, and, it's so safe now. Yeah, and really safe. And I, but yeah. I wonder, too, when people... Because I know how excited people get when they still come to New York for the first time and see New York for the first time. It's still yeah. a very, very exciting place. But I wonder if it has that, you know, that unpredictability that uh, that it had back then. I, I don't know. I, th I I kind of think anything, you know, anything goes back then. You right. Know? Um, now it's I can't wait to get out of New York. Yeah. I'm there for two yeah. or three days, and I'm ready for leaving. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm a bit older and probably. <laughs> don't have the stamina to yeah maybe we haven't we're know, not really um, exploring not, it, the Lower East Side as, as we used to yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> we find our little places and stick to it yeah you know, exactly you and so, you, so how did the meeting get so the meeting went well with the the, uh, the editor at Vogue well yeah so I, I went to see Ivan and and he uh, he said well look you know I, I um, do, do you have an agent I said no he said okay well I'm going to set you up. So he he set me up with this guy Vernon Jolly. Right, I remember who, Vernon. Yeah, Vernon uh, was then at a company called Visage. Yeah, um, and he represented her Brits and Santa Durazio and all these amazing photographers that I was, you know, I'd admired. And uh, I was so nervous going to see Ivan, <laughs> uh, see uh, Vernon. Vernon. Yeah, and he's looking at my portfolio, and and he's Australian. So right. he goes, Steve. If you can do this in Australia with the fashion and the, the, the talent there, is a, you sh if you come back here, I'll represent you. That's amazing, yeah. So I went back to Australia. Um, actually, I went to London, uh, had some great meetings there, and then went, headed back to Australia, um, put all my uh, stuff in order, and uh, I, moved, I, moved back, I moved to New York probably three or four months later. Mm. Um, and and Vernon, so I got to New York and then um, signed with Visage, and two weeks later Vernon left, oh. <laughs> and he started his own company. Yeah. So actually, it wasn't two weeks. I think it was a couple of months later. Yeah. But um, so I'm like, shit, this is a nightmare. Anyway, Ivan Shaw called me again out of the blue. He said, I don't know if you know, but you know. Vernon's gone off on his own. Yeah. He's taken. He's, he's, he now represents Herb Ritt. With Herb, right? Yeah. Loren Scott that, yeah. and Max. Uh, oh, Vaduco, Max Vaduco. No, no, the, the, the hairdresser. Max, oh, Max, Max Pennell. Pennell. Max yeah. Pennell, yeah. And uh, he goes, Vernon wants to, wants to meet you. Mm. So I go and see Vernon, uh, and he goes, I want you to leave Visage and come and join my agency. I'm like, 
unbelievable. So it was me, Herb Ritz, and I was in great company. That's pretty good company. So yeah. Vernon became a real, you know, I had such, uh, such a, you know, such a uh, huge amount of respect for this guy, and uh, he was really, really respected. He actually had other photographers, agencies contact him in order to do their contracts. Right. So he, wrote, you know, he was such a great guy, uh, amazing Sorry. mentor. Is that good? Better. Yeah, there we go. Amazing mentor for me. Um, oh, that's better. You don't have to be so close now. That's yeah, better. is that good? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I, so then I was going, I, I was, you know, he got me some great jobs. I think my, the first biggest job he got, well, I shot, I actually shot Hilary Swank for American Vogue. Right, wow. Um, that was out in LA, though. I went out in LA, to LA to do that. Mm. And, then, uh, and then Vernon got me a big campaign for Mercedes-Benz. Actually, it was me and her Brits up for the same job, and I got it over her. <laughs> Maybe because my my day rate was a lot cheaper. <laughs> well, <laughs> that probably we'll something that to do it. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Vernon convinced me that it wasn't it about wasn't that. Just it was pure it was, it was yeah. pure talent. They wanted yeah, exactly. to use you. I'm like, well, that's great. But <laughs> well, there's a good agency. Nick's a job off of uh, her Brits. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so that yeah. sounds like you know, New York sounded like you know a, a good, successful time to you, and you you worked well there, and and um, you were there for many years. And and what what led you to to come back out to Los Angeles? Was it working out here? Well, you know, I I really considered myself a fashion photographer. Right. Um, you know, that's yeah. all I shot in, in in Australia. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't seen as cool back then to photograph celebrities. No. You know, it was like annoying. <laughs> and um, so I ended up, I ended up coming out to LA, um, and I got a, I got a place in LA. I, ca I kind of missed it actually. I, I wanted to balance, you know, between New York and, and Los Angeles, yeah. uh, and London actually. Yeah. I was so I, I got an agent in London. I got, I got an, uh, an agent in LA, and ended up between LA and London, shooting a lot of celebrity stuff. Yeah. So I'd go over to England, you know. Went to meet British Esquire there, and they were like, "Great, we we love that you're in LA. Shoot covers. So we mm. go back to LA and shoot a cover for us in LA of whether it's Christian Bale or yeah, who you know, there was a number of people I shot for them. Lucy Liu, I, I shot for them. So I did all these covers for British Esquire, but I was like, why can't I just stay in one place? Right. But you know, you couldn't. So I was on the plane all the time. New York, London, yeah. LA. It was exhausting. Take us to one of your uh, what your biggest shoots that that you shot when you came out to LA and how that came about um, and I think you know some of the bigger ones were you know I think one of the biggest one I did um as in size I I guess was uh, I shot a press junket for for a TV show on Fox mm. with Jessica Alba uh -huh. and and then all the cast right and uh, there was you know. 50 or 60 people in the, right. in the studio that, that you had to kind of How do you deal with that sort of thing? And, and that's kind of I, interesting. I never thought about it because it would just panic me if right. I, you know, <laughs> you've got these managers, you know, every actor who came brought a manager, agent, yeah. publicist, their own hair and makeup. And, yeah. and then you had to, you know, it was just, it's, it's just, it was like herding cats. But yeah. then, that's funny. you know, you're dealing with all these egos and, uh, you know, I seem to be, I don't know, maybe because I was English, they thought they better listen to me. Right. Bit, you know? <laughs> it's funny how powerful the, the English it accent is. The accent is, helped it? a bit. And they thought, you know, and then I kind of got away. They, they, actually, they actually thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> uh, well, I'm it, sure you did by that stage, you know. Well, 
I think, every, you know, every shoe, I don't know if you find this, Johnny, like, it never, you can, you can spend days planning this thing, right. and then you turn up on the shoe, and it's, and it's never, it's never that. So you've got right. to be able to, you've really got to be able to adjust mm. and, and, and move very quickly to make sure you don't look like an idiot. And, and also, that's a big motivational yeah, factor when you're working with these people. Come up people. with the results, yeah. You know, and and and, take, and be creative on cue. You have to be creative yeah. now, and, yeah. and this idea is not working. And then so yeah. you have to be. But I think it's all that that you know the years of preparation and the preparation you put into it um, allows you to have the 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 freedom to pivot and, and the ability to pivot on the day. And it's only through like years of experience that that you have the confidence to just you know grab the reins of the horse that is the photo shoot and, and, and you know, and take it to where you want to yeah, do it. You had, you had to come up with the results. I mean, look, I think, I think these days, you know, you've got these photographers on Instagram. I think for them to do, I think that would be very difficult for them to do. Right. You know, um, I think there's some amazing photographers that young kids out there that are shooting and, and you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm an admirer of a lot of work that I see on the on, on Instagram and other platforms, but, yeah. you know, but if it came down to, to, to shooting a 10 page shoot or doing, you know, coming up with 50 images in a day that, that needed to be used, uh, for, for, for various campaigns, I right. think. It, but even hard. now I'm, I'm not, not even sure that that would ever, that's going to come up that often is to shoot the thing for a campaign as campaigns, you know, are going more and more onto Instagram and, you know, and, uh, well, it's all content now, isn't yeah. it? It's, a, it's, 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 it's all changed a lot, but, um, and it's, and it's really interesting how it is changing and, and it's very exciting and it has opened up to up photography to a lot of people that might not have got into it, into it before and they produce some beautiful pictures but it is it is it is different now and and it's an exciting time and an interesting time but maybe that, that that's a good segue to take us in into treats because I want to you know get yeah. into your magazine and see how that is dealing with with uh, with the way the industry is set up now with digital and and with 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 social media and, and all that thing. So just give us a brief um, rundown of how Treats came into being and and, and, and what inspired yeah. you to start it. You know, it, it was it was kind of interesting because photography gave me, uh, I guess, an amazing platform yeah. to do what I to do what I do. Um, but I I was. My problem was always figuring out how can I make money without turning up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And well, that, as a photographer, you had yeah. to turn up. And that's that's the, you know the idea of having a passive income, which is you know something that just happens when when you're away. And then as you're saying, photography, you have to be on there on the day, and you can't have a team of Steve Shaw's out there shooting. You know, you're limited by the number of days no, in the week. You know that that's what I really you know segueing from a fashion photographer to a celebrity photographer. The, the interesting part of that for me was the ability to, you know, you didn't get paid, like, I got paid $350 right. by Vogue to shoot Hilary Swank, but I owned the license to the pictures after a certain amount of time, which then could be syndicated. Yeah. Other magazines would buy them and I'd make money. Yeah. So I made a very nice income from, from that, for, for actually not doing anything. Right. So... That was what I really, that's what appealed to me for in the celebrity realm of, uh, of photography over and above fashion. 
Mm. Um, you know, you, I, I mean, I have pictures that sold for years. Yeah. Um, and how, like, have you found that the, the, the syndication industry has taken a, a turn these yeah, days? Because it's just, it, it's because everything's available online, the contents of, you everything, know, drag steals, and drops, everything. People stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, especially with all these, um, you know, I think the value of photography has come down with something like Shutterstock and, yeah. and these, these, these uh, picture agencies, not the celebrity picture agencies, but for buying photographs. Yeah. So, you know, someone can, if, you know, we, we, we may have got a job a number of years ago where you have to show, photograph a doctor and a nurse or something yeah. to illustrate a story or for an ad campaign. Now you can just buy that for yeah. 500 bucks. Yeah, if that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that, that has changed everything. Mm. Um, I, think it, I think it's very difficult as a, as, unless you're incredibly well established yeah. these days as a photographer to make the kind of money that used to be uh, available. Um, you know, but the, the same old guys are still around, like Stephen Mizell and Patrick Marshallet and yeah. Testino. I mean, those guys, you know, they, they, their names unto themselves and yeah. they, 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 they bring a lot of recognition to, to the brands that they are, they are now uh, shooting for, you know. Absolutely. So, but let's go back to treats. Working all the time in LA, mm. um, I, uh, I had the luxury of being able to rent people's houses, these incredible right. homes, as a location for a photo shoot. Right. And, you know, I was, I was doing this all the time. I'm like, you know, this this is costing three four thousand right. dollars for a house to rent the house. I'm yeah. going to pay three hundred and fifty bucks to take a picture. <laughs> no. Like, how does this doesn't make sense? So, I ended up buying buying a couple of properties right, and, and fixing them up and renting these house. You know, so I would get a job to do a shoot. Right. Um, and then and they go, oh, by the way, I've got this amazing location. Yeah. You can use it. I'll give you a deal on it. Yeah. So I I ended up living in these great houses that I couldn't really afford. Right. But I could subsidize. The, the the mortgage by um by renting out for yeah. photo shoots, so I did that. You know, I had a couple of places in LA. I had one. I bought one in London that I did the same thing. That, was a, that was a studio as well. Yeah. And then um <clears throat> and then the final one. I I kind of stumbled across it was just it was a piece of land, on Abbot Kinney in Venice. Oh and, right um, right right. Was that actually on Abbot Kinney? It was okay, on Abbot Kinney. Right. Yeah. And and I, you know I I found this place and was very lucky and I, I, I didn't know what I was going to, it was just a piece of dirt and I bought it just at the right time and um, didn't know what to do with it and thought, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll build something and design something myself that would be perfect for photo shoots. So I ended up designing this huge 9,000 square foot, like <laughs> three story, ridiculous monument on, on Abbot Kinney that I actually got you know, I was I was so inspired by architecture and interior design yeah. at the time. It actually became more exciting me, for me to actually get involved in in the building process of this, right. rather than taking pictures of people that I didn't want to take photographs <laughs> of anymore. So I put a couple of years. You know, I basically stopped photography for for a little while and and concentrated on designing this place mm. and building it. And. Uh, and then ended up renting it out for movies and did photo shoots yeah. there, and it, it was it was it was quite a, a business. Um, but and then again, I was like, God, you know what? I got to I got to take I got to take photographs. 
you know, I was doing a little bit of photography at the time and, and shooting in the house all, you know, yeah. I basically used the house for all my photo shoots. Right. There was a time of my career where you look back and I'm like, God, I didn't <laughs> leave that place, you know. But it was so, it was such a brilliant place. Oh, it was, was a beautiful yeah. place, an incredible place. Living in, in New York at the time, I was very envious, envious of that big space yeah, out in, of, in, on the crazy. West Coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wondered why all my friends would used to come and stay for the yeah. weekend. It was, it was, it was great. Um, anyway, I um, I decided after after a while, I was fed up of having people in in the house and yeah. having to rent it out for photo shoots, and and I sold it, and uh, and then I, I then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a year off, I'm right? Take some time off, and and you know, funnily enough, thinking back, I. I decided if someone had asked me to do something, that I would just say yes. So, Steve, do you want to go here? I'll be yes. Do you want to do yes? Right. Yes. So I had a bit of money, and and I was like, yeah. I said yes to everything. So, yeah. I think I was in Montauk for yeah. most of the year. Yeah, that's great. With with, with Ben and you guys. Yeah. Uh, at that time, just having fun. Um, <laughs> that's episode three guest uh, Ben Watts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and and also, you know, it's two thousand and nine. The market had crashed it was terrible right. uh there really wasn't a lot of work around so i just kind of traveled yeah um and then you know and then and then came i came back to la after traveling around and i thought okay i'm gonna be a photographer again right i'm gonna get back into it yeah looking at my portfolio then looking at all the magazines i used to work for i'm like oh <laughs> fuck this i couldn't imagine traipsing around New York with my right, book. Trudging around trudging with the book around, again. Trying to get a job. Yeah. You know, obviously there's so many other great new hungry photographers out yeah. there now. And uh, I thought, you know what? I, I think I'll start, I'll start my own magazine. Right. And I had, I had an idea, actually. Um, I had an idea to do a, a, mag a, 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 a magazine with, of cars. Mm. You know, and 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 girls, because right. I never thought it'd been it had ever been done right. It was like, do you remember Arena magazine? Yeah, I used to so love Arena. I was Arena. thinking like yeah. Arena, but with cars. Arena, and, with, yeah. and, and, you know, very cool and classic. Because I figured, you know, I don't really know much about cars, but there's a lot of money in car advertising, so I'm sure right. we, you know that there's a market for it. And I didn't know a lot about girls, <laughs> so. <laughs> And, and anyway, Forgive that, me for laughing, Steve. But, that, but that's also why I ended up just doing a magazine of girls and not cars. <laughs> so Treats kind of came about. The idea for Treats, the name actually came about um, a buddy of mine called Mark Whelan from Manchester came and stayed, excuse me, came and stayed with me um, a number of years prior to this. And he was in my office one day and I had all these... You know, ne the, all the you know the yellow film boxes with all the negatives and contact yep. sheets in, and he's literally rummaging through all these boxes and looking at all these pictures of girls, and he's like, he goes, oh my god, he goes, he goes, you've 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 got to you've got to you've got to get com compile these images and do a book and call right. it treats and right. shot all these treats. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, and then ding okay. ding ding. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. So, you know, I started this magazine, and then and then I thought, you know, fuck it, I'm going to call it treats. Yeah. 
Oh, I think it's a great name, and I think that the typeface is brilliant, and and so and so, so you, you've got this idea of the of, of the magazine and and of, of the book, yeah. and and so the, and then did you just start putting together photo shoots and shooting it mostly yourself, or you know did you well, have a team of photographers you brought brought in? Yeah, I I, you know, I figured. Look, if I I knew I knew as a photographer there was there was something missing in the market. Right. And, you know, especially when, you know, at the time, of course, the iPad was, was just announced. Um, it was very difficult to get a job working for a quality magazine. Mm. You know, they, they had their stable of established photographers. And I thought, wouldn't it be amazing to do something where I could give some, an amazing platform to these new young photographers whose work inspires me, but they would never get a job shooting for Marie Claire or right. Elle or... Or Vogue, and um, maybe they would do something for me, you know. Yeah. And then there's all, and then there was a couple of mates that I had, like you know, like Ben, and yeah. uh, and then there was this guy called David Bellamare, whose work I just, I, I don't know how I'd, I'd stumbled across David's work. I think he was shooting for Italian Marie Claire at the time. Okay. And uh, and I saw his work, and I'm like, God, this guy's amazing. Right. And so. I called him out of the blue. Mm. I said, look, you don't know who I am. I think your work's amazing. I'm a, I'm a photographer. <laughs> Would you shoot for me? I'm yeah. starting this magazine. Yeah. He goes, well, I don't know. I don't know who you are. And, you know, uh, I said, well, look, I promise you, as a photographer, yeah. I will present your work in the best, on the best paper, in the best possible way, full page. You're right. You know, you can do your own edit. And I'll, yeah. I'll print it. I'll publish it yeah. for you. He goes, okay. That sounds good. <laughs> so David was... One of the first photographers, yeah. and then Tony Duran, who was uh, mm, I was a big, big admirer of Tony's. Yeah, he uh, he he said yes, but he wanted me to organise the whole shoot. Right. So, <laughs> and what what was really interesting about this was, you know, I'd seen these. You know, as a photographer, you look at other people's work and you get inspired by yeah. it. But now I actually got to work for them, and yeah. it was really. So I actually didn't necessarily feel the need to take photographs i was getting a creative i was being creative through them in a way absolutely um, i think that's the interesting thing we're doing this is is to is to talk uh talk to other photographers and other creatives about about their work and i find it so interesting to to their creative processes yeah. and to give them a platform to to talk about this thing so it, it isn't a kind of uh an interesting time when having been a photographer for such a long time that you're suddenly the editor and, and giving, you know, and it, and it requires a certain amount of, of uh, letting go of your own ego to, to give oh, this yeah, platform yeah. to other people. It, it was funny because I had a, a number of photographers I approached that did shoot for me. They were like, really? You're, you yeah. know, you're such an amazing photographer. Yeah. And you're asking Why are you me doing to, all of this? Like, yeah. you, and you, there's one photographer in, in particular, she, uh, she shot for the first issue, and uh, she's well. Uh, what can I? And I, I kind of gave her an idea. I kind of inspired her, mm. and and the, the images are still some of my favourite. Mm. And and she's like, you know, it's really nice that a photographer isn't so precious about what he's doing, and it's not all about his work. And you're giving this this platform for for me. You know, yeah. for, for for another photographer, and I'm like, and it is yeah, shocking it was, as a photographer when yeah, another everyone, photographer. Everyone used to be so private about yeah. their work, and, and this is my technique, and I'm not letting you see yeah. that. And I use this secret film, I use dark it. rooms, yeah, and secret <laughs> dark, but there's all these little techniques of how of 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 
you know, that and, st and styles that yeah. no one wanted you to kind of copy. So, right. You know, um, and also growing, you know, working in, in Australia where everybody copied everything. Exactly. It was, you know, <laughs> it, it was kind of interesting, but um, so. You know, so I, I managed to get, convince these photographers to shoot for me and had no idea how to print a magazine, how to right. put it together. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, was, I was funding this thing myself. And, uh, and then, you know, um, Tony Duran said to me, okay, uh, he goes, this is what I want to do. I, he said, I want to I have a huge casting of guys and girls, but at the same time, I can pull people off the shoot, pull people out of the casting, get them ready and photograph. All right, we are rolling test, test, test. Yes, test. Yep. Hello, hello, hello. Yep. So, um, yeah, one of the first shoots that we did for Treats uh, was with Tony Duran. Right. Who, again, you know, I've been a big admirer of his work. Yeah, great photographer. Uh, amazing photographer. Works in a very differently to, I think, to a number of photographers, but always manages to get something amazing and different out of people. And how, how is that... Um Interesting, I think, is is to to observe other photographers and their process, as as as, as you yeah. as we were saying before. It, it's like it was always such a closed shop, and you never, which is what I want to do with Daddyo. Daddyo FM is not only kind of is just to to just open a door to other creatives to see how other creatives work. It must have been really interesting to to observe the process of other photographers when you were first starting things. Yeah, out. It, I mean, look, it, it did because. You know, I I was an assistant to a number of, of photographers, so you you learn you learn from them mm. certain techniques. I think if you look at a lot of big photographers' careers that were assistants, they've kind of taken on their you know their uh, uh, they've taken on the style of the photographer, of the mentor, they, of the people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't I I, I didn't do that, but what I I did, and I don't go on all the photo shoots, of mm. course, but Tony particularly wanted me to organize this casting right. of, you know, a group of great girls and great guys, and and then he wanted to kind of pick out right. a person that he liked and start, yeah, and great start, start shooting them. Yeah. And we actually called it the casting. Right. So, you know, I had this great group of people i think we had about 50 or 60 people throughout the day coming amazing and he was like, okay tell them to go tell them, i like this one i like this one i don't like that one and, mm. you know and he was he was doing the hair and makeup and he was shooting <laughs> and we had we had three video guys and we had i mean God, there was so many people here it was ridiculous yeah and uh and then this i remember you know there was this one particular girl who who arrived in this black frumpy Outfit and with huh. these kind of Frankenstein thick-soled shoes, and and she was a pretty girl, and 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 she was sat there. She was sat in the casting for about an, over an hour and a half, mm. and and he, and Tony just kept ignoring her. So I, I started talking to her, and he said he basically said to send her home. Mm. So I started talking to her, and uh, her name was Emily Radichowski. I said to her, I said, look, do me a favor, Emily, just go, in the ch go and see the stylist and, and put something on or off, really. Right. <laughs> uh, obviously, it was a treat shoot. So yeah. she goes in the, she disappears, she goes in the uh, changing room and comes out in this little pair of knickers. And 
I have never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> she, I mean, once she got this terrible outfit, she went right. off. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I grabbed a hand. I took her to Tony. I'm like, Tony, you, you've got to shoot this girl. So he ended up, he ended up shooting her till 2 in the morning. <laughs> she was amazing. Um, had no, I mean, you know, her portfolio was terrible. She was doing shitty e-commerce mm. for the worst lingerie brand ever. And, and hardly working and you know she was five she's she's short with these incredible boobs and yeah. this body yeah. that defies anything I've ever seen before <laughs> uh, so we end up getting the film we end up getting the film back and I'm looking and at what these was it about her that you think that kind of sparked your interest you know, when she, she was just sitting there with all the clothes on when, when all that something, I know she's a beautiful girl, but there was a yeah, hundred beautiful girls. You there know, I think she just had an intelligence to her that, right. that she was just cool, calm, collected, like just went with the flow. She right. was just a cool chick. She was 19 right. years old, by the way, at the yeah. time. And, um, you know, it, it was, and then and, and I, I had a great conversation with her, and you know that that I I, I, I kind of that was interesting. She could, mm. she was a smart young girl, right? Well, that's you yeah, know, that's often enough to to, to make someone stand and, out from uh, the crowd. And uh, I guess she acted a, a little bit. You know, she was trying to do a bit of modelling, but, but she was really short, and her agency didn't know what to do with her. Right. Um, so we did the shoot. I got I got the images back, and and I was like, I kept looking at her in the you know. I'm like, bloody hell, this girl's amazing, yeah. you know. So the magazine comes out, you know, you, she's across a couple of pages or whatever. There was mm. a huge group of people. And then the next issue, you know, we're, we're putting together the next issue of Treats, issue two. And I go, Tony calls me, he goes, I want to do another shoot for right. you. I'm like, okay, great. You know, I loved the last one. And he goes, I, but I need, a, I need, Steve, I need a muse. Like, yeah. help me find a muse. And I said, use Emily. Yeah. He goes, who? I said, Emily. Emily Radichowski. Yeah, the girl you were shooting till two in the morning. You know, with the girl with the boobs. And he goes, oh, my God. Yes, I'll yeah. do that. I'll do. Yeah. So I, we, we booked Emily again. And um, he, Tony ended up shooting her with, he put this huge, like, full-on blonde wig on her. Mm. And she had this, she was so dark. She had all these, the, she had these white, tan, she was really dark and had these white tan lines. And he shot her as a Marilyn Monroe on steroids with eight guys, Amazing. all naked. Yeah. Everyone was naked. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. But he shot her for three days. Wow. And it was amazing. And then sent me the film and he videoed it and he shot it all at his house. And it was, it was unbelievable. And, and I actually was going to put it on the cover. Mm. But her boobs were so <laughs> defyingly perk, right. shall we say, that it would have probably offended some people. <laughs> and I was like, God, I can't, you know. And, and, and also, he actually, Tony shot the very first cover of Treats yeah. from that same shoot, the casting shoot, I remember now. Um, so anyway, he, 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 you know, he did the shoot with her. With the wig, it was unbelievable. But, but again, you, you couldn't really recognize it was her. Right. And this girl had such a beauty about her. Anyway, then we come to shooting the next issue, mm. three, and I'd, I'd commissioned this photographer who, um, who I won't mention, uh, <laughs> that threw his toys out of the, uh, out of the pram 
and got all upset about something and stormed off the shoot. Oh, that's it, good. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And, uh, and, 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 and I was supposed to go to print. This was a cover shoot. Right. And I was supposed to go to print a couple of days later yeah. um, with, these, with these images. Anyway, I couldn't because he left and took the model with him yeah. and everything. He, he got in a hissy fit. Um, <laughs> One of the things I had to do with creative guess, differences. A, a creative differences. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm like, fuck. What am I going to do? I don't. Mm. I don't have a cover. Yeah. So I call. I called Emily. I didn't really know Emily that well. You know, obviously Tony had worked with her and loved her. And uh, I called. I said, listen, do you want to just come to the studio and do a quick test with me? Um. You know, on Saturday afternoon. I, I don't know what will come of it, but. You know, I've, I've kind of got an idea. I just want to do a little bit of makeup and keep you, you know, just very natural. Yeah. She goes, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to. So she came, you know, had my, my crew here and we just put a little bit of makeup on her and she got in front of the camera. I'm like, oh my God, it, it was every, I took thousands of pictures. It's amazing. And, and yeah. every one of her was, just, I, I couldn't believe how yeah. incredible this it's amazing was. that moment when when it's oh. like shooting fish in a barrel when you just can't miss with it because everything's yeah. come together and yeah. i couldn't it's not that i couldn't i didn't want to stop taking a picture but i knew we'd got so many amazing right. ones so and and it was it was it was incredible so then i started I, they didn't even need retouching, so I, yeah. I, I ended up start printing them and laying out covers. And I, I must have laid out twenty or thirty right. different covers. I'm like, what am Cause I? Because you can do? just keep going oh in that God, stage because you're just was, enjoying taking the photos, and no, you know were, that you're just getting more and more and more. And, and there was something about this girl that I was like, this is, I'm on, I'm really onto something here. Yeah. So we we ran a, a pretty conservative cover. I mean, inside she's completely naked. I yeah. mean. She had no inhibitions whatsoever. She wasn't shy. She just she just went for it. I mean, it was it was it, it was an amazing experience photographing her, and we got on so well. And uh, and we, we, we you know went to print, and uh, and people went nuts over this girl. <laughs> I mean, you know, we did we did a little ninety seconds behind the scenes video that has had over a hundred million views. <laughs> uh, some major major celebrities call me about her wanting to you know meet, meet her, her yeah put her in their fashion show put her in a you know their movie their this their that and and then i got a call from um i didn't realize but robin thick was a huge him and his wife paula were a huge fan of treats wow. from the very beginning and diane martell who at the time was direct about to direct blurred lines right she called me and said, how can we, you know, I love treats. Robin yeah. loves treats. We've, we've got this whole idea for this thing that was kind of based upon, based around Ben Watts' shoot with right, the girls on right, roller skates. Right, 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 so right, right. Yeah, of we've course. Taken all oh, our that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's it interesting. It came from that, so she sent me the mood board. And, <laughs> Hello, Ben. Yeah, another <laughs> shout out to Ben Watts. Shh. Um, <laughs> so she... Uh, she said, look, this is my idea, and would you, we love treats. Robin is obsessed with treats. Do you want to find us the girls? Mm. For, we're doing this video, and, uh, and I said, sure, but I said, use Emily Radachowski. Like, this girl is amazing. Yeah. So she goes, oh my, yes, she's the girl on the cover. I said, yeah, yeah that's the girl you should use. Yeah. So they ended up putting her in blurred lines, and, 
that was the, I, and the rest her, is history as yeah, they say for her was, that's it was, amazing it was crazy like, that yeah. was like the biggest song in a long long time that really of kind of crossed 2000 and uh, what was it 11 2013 I can't remember I can't remember either but but it was the sound that was the yeah, song of the, the summer lines, yeah. yeah and yeah. across the, every radio station every genre everyone was listening to that song and that video was everywhere and it was like an amazing thing to have happened to yeah. her from that I mean, and then, by the way, it was then finally her genius agent at the time yeah. was like, oh, maybe this girl might have a career after right. all. After I'd sat, I literally sat, her, I called her actually, I said, listen, you have something so special on your hands here. Like, this girl is going to be a star. Oh, well, we can't get her a job. We don't know what to do with her. She's this, she's that. I'm like, right. oh my God, you're an idiot. Right. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I, look, I, I don't know if Emily had kept her, I don't think Emily should ever wear clothes, you know, <laughs> this, this girl should, should, uh, she's, she's, well, she's an amazing looking, um, she amazing really looking she's striking. girl. She's striking. She's, and, and, yeah. she's great. I mean, she, look, she gets better looking every day as well. Yeah. She's, she's and so listen, as you say that she should never have a clothes on, it's like, well, let's talk about what the, uh, what the philosophy of treats is. And, and you've often been compared to, to the new, as the new Hugh Hefner and, and compared with Playboy and, and all that sort of thing. So w what is the philosophy of treats as a magazine? Look, you know, in my, my idea for treats, I guess, stemmed from something that I've always thought was uh timelessly beautiful and artistic is the the Pirelli calendar. Yeah. No, that's you yeah. Know, yeah. Um I kind of I consider treats like the magazine version of the Pirelli that's calendar. That's interesting. I, I guess. And and maybe treats you know will be a, it, we are actually doing a calendar. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to start with a calendar. I wanted to create a, a brand first. And, Absolutely. And, but we you know that's the next pro process. Actually it's it's funny cuz Looking, but looking at Pirelli calendar now is very different to what it was. Yeah, um, you know they've gone like Playboy; they've gone non-nude, and it's right. it's just boring. Right. Or maybe I'm completely wrong, and there just isn't a market for that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that. But well, there obviously is because Treats has been hugely successful as a magazine and and a brand. Um, but it, it but, is basically it, it's a it's a it's a magazine of photos of of nude men and women um, shot in a beautiful and artistic yeah. way with great articles and and um, and so what but, sort of who is the reader then? Well, of you know, this? it's funny. It's, I don't consider it a nude magazine or a men's magazine. Right, I, I kind of don't either. Yeah, it, it's look, you and I as as fashion photographers mm. would have many times bought Italian Vogue or French yeah. Vogue. Uh, uh, Pierre Louis, remember, Louis. like in the, in the day. Like the, yeah. these, these European fashion magazines mm. that had more nudity in it yeah. than, you know, but it's an incredible picture of a naked girl, but with the most incredible pair of shoes or hat right. or bag or jewelry, you know. Um, so I, I, I really consider treats to be it, it's for i do it for women i don't mm -hmm. do it for men mm -hmm. i you know i consider it f fashion art photography right um there's you know i always try and have an element of fashion within the in the, in the picture yeah. somehow of course because that's how you, you also have a 
you know, but I don't want to be, I, I've never thought of it as commercially driven. So it's, right. it's like, you know, it, it's, it's that time when, say you go away, you know, the, the catalogs or, maggot, or, or uh, you know, uh, brands that you would go away uh, on, a, on an incredible trip mm. to photograph with an amazing model, an amazing hair and makeup and, and stylist and in this beautiful location with shit clothes. <laughs> and, and you're like, and it kills you. And you're doing these pictures and you go, and you're like, you know what? Every, and I know this happens all the time. Every photographer is like, fuck the clothes, take your clothes off and let's right. do something cool. Yeah, let's do and, a and, and, good so, photo. Something personal, you know? Yeah. Now, when you do images like that, not many photographers really have a platform to showcase that right. work unless they print a book. Yeah. And that's very expensive. So, you know, this way, I, you know, w with treats, there was, I always want there to be I a mean, there is a, there is a sexuality to it, but it doesn't seem kind of... Um... Well, you know what, Johnny, I think when, when sexual is done well, it becomes yeah. sensual. Right. And, and that's... And that's what we get with treats. Yeah, you're right. It's more of a sensuality it, it, it than, was, than a sexuality. It, the, there's nothing think, overt to it, and it's it's uh, it, to me there's been nothing offensive or, or anything. And I think they've just been filled with, like you say, almost personal projects by great photographers that that don't get to do this sort of thing. You know, it's it's interesting doing uh, a a, um, a magazine like this in in America, where where um, there is this real puritanical because there is a, a strange thing in America with with nudity, with, with nudity and what but you I can show on TV it, and yeah, in it's, print. It's, it, you know, it's the biggest porn industry in the world yeah. here. It's, it's <laughs> to me, it's just sexually repressed, right? Where everyone's watching it, but no one admitted it, right? Admit it, but that's porn. I mean, this is. I don't think anyone's been subjected or shown something as artistic and beautiful as, as we do in treats. You know? I, I agree, and, and not something that, that has, has continued to come out, and people have tried, and people have kind of tried to turn their magazines into this, this one way or the other, but I yeah. think with, with treats you really have got, uh, got it right, and it's right in, in the sweet spot of, of it being sensual without being pornographic, and, 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 and and it's interesting to hear you say that you kind of aim it towards women, with women in mind in the first place, and it's not really a, mag a men's magazine, that m maybe it, that allows it to, to, to have a place on people's coffee tables. And, and, and I think that just even having treats on your coffee table um, adds an air of sensuality to the room. And to, Makes you and cool. to, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it really does. And, and, and it's no, definitely think, look, a conversation it, it, starter. And, and it says something about the person that, that is happy to have the magazine on the table. Yeah. Yeah, because I, look, because of the mag like Playboy and, and and those magazines always used to to be hidden and there was like under that. a bed or something like that. But yeah, and, and this and is a beautiful magazine. Yeah. This is, I think you have to be reasonably sophisticated to to understand trees and understand right. that it is not anything like Playboy. No, um, you know pay Playboy is entertainment for men. Right. Everything they've ever done is about fulfilling men's desires. Right. Treat. You know, I'm the very opposite of Hugh Hefner, whatever people may think. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's more out of a of a respect for women that comes out of treats rather than a objectifying them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it is a it is an intimate collaboration between a photographer and a model 
that have trust for one another that, you know, it's also interesting. I have a lot of photographers that want to shoot for us and, and approach us and say, can you find me a model? Right. And the answer is no, because yeah. you, you are the, those photographers have to have that relationship right. and it's about with that girl. And having a muse. Order, yeah, yeah, they trust one another. You mm. know, there's, there's a lot of trust involved when you take off your clothes for, for a camera. Yeah. You know, you want to be comfortable. You want to make sure that someone's not going to do the wrong thing with the images. They, yeah. There's a lot of trust there. So, yeah, you yeah know, you're right. It, there's a huge amount of trust, get, especially these days with the internet. Yeah, like, and, and, and also if these girls are going to do it, like do it in the right way. I mean, you know, it fascinates me how Playboy have gone, they yeah, fought for right. 60 years to for nudity and now they've gone and put clothes on it makes no difference um, it, I mean, right. it's just ridiculous but that, that's, a, that's a very crazy kind of I, I, development I, mean, it, I thought Hefner must be rolling around in his circular bed <laughs> I don't know I'm sure he didn't make the decision who no. knows but no. um, but, but I'm, you know I think treat, I'm glad we have treats and treats is, is, a, is a beautiful publication with great photos and, and you really have given a a great platform to photographers to well, be able to, to explore explore that part of the, yeah. their work because because it, 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 it's you know it, it's the question I've I, I I've often thought is that you know does a photo exist if it's never seen it's like you know when a tree falls in the woods it doesn't make a sound it's like you can take all these Very beautiful true. photos yeah. but if they're not seen and they're not published and they're not and they're, then they almost don't exist well. Also, there's great articles, by the way. <laughs> uh, there are some amazing. Do you do stories. any of the interviews? Uh, no, I don't. I'm. I can barely write. I don't know how. I don't know how I even have the title editor in chief. But uh, I struggle every issue in in writing my editor's letter. Oh, right. Well. Um, but uh, but I, man I managed to get get through it. But you know, um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting process. I actually. Uh, when I did the first issue of Treats, Hugh Hefner called my office and asked me to have dinner with him hmm. at the mansion, <laughs> which was quite surreal. And uh, I go up there and the, you know sit down in the dining room and there's 35 people in there and he uh, who were all very nice and and all had seen Treats and were right. blown away by it. Great. And uh, and he comes down in his pajamas and dress, dressing gown with treats under his arm the Fantastic. very first issue and oh, that's the first time you saw him with a copy of your magazine yeah i've got a great Fantastic. photograph of it actually and, that's great and he walks up to me and i stand up and he shakes my hand and he goes this is the most beautiful magazine i've ever seen how do you do this amazing and and he said why are you not working for playboy i'm like right. well you know <laughs> I'm, I'm i don't I, have I, the I, vaseline lens yeah yeah and uh and then i you know had dinner and he was very nice and and we chatted about a number of things and um you know i said to him i said you know you've been doing this for such a long time like this is new for me i said but let me tell you i think what you went through in the 60s mm. with with censorship i'm still dealing with that right. like it's still the same it right. hasn't it hasn't really changed. What are the rules with um, the cover are you allowed nudity on the cover or is you, it, it look some some I, you know, it's funny, in Europe, we distributed the magazine in Europe, and mm. they, they're much more opposed to, uh, to nudity on the cover in Europe than they are here. Right. And I've, you know, I've, 
I remember I put Robin Thicke on the cover with a loads of loads of girl with five girls yeah. all with their boobs out, and we had to put individual stickers <laughs> on every single nipple, a little T sticker, uh, in order to get it into Barnes and Noble. But um, but now you know every newsstand we deal with now, uh, are, they're cool with it. Right. You know that's it, interesting. It's it's, it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, look, if we wanted to put it, if we had it distributed through. Uh, you know the the, the newsstands are at airports and stuff like mm. that. that we, we couldn't do it right but, yeah, the, the, those censorship yeah, bags or, yeah. or something but, that, but no. the, the nude cover the you know I'm, I'm cautious about doing it mm. um but the nude covers sell right better. I mean, that's we interesting did, we just did a issue 10 that we did we 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 did 10 different covers of 10 different girls yeah and it was really interesting to see what girl right sold more than another girl and uh and can i ask where where treats is yeah let's get to some 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 you know economics of it where treats is available as as the newsstands kind of uh, well the newsstands <laughs> you know, we, yeah we i looked at all the newsstands we were dealing with through a distributor yeah and also looked at me never ever getting paid for it right um you just don't see the money from right. from a distributor they you know, they could send 10 magazines to a newsstand in Iowa yeah. to sell one. Yeah. And they throw nine magazines. Yeah. I, I can't do that with treats. It's no. too expensive. So we've, we, what we did, we looked at all the newsstands we were selling to, who was selling the most. Uh, and if we gave a newsstand 100, they would sell 100 and then ask for more. Right. So that's our distribution right now. We have 100% sell through. We deal directly right. with the newsstands. Uh, Barnes & Noble did take it for a while but again we were dealing with a company that wasn't looking at which barnes and noble was selling the the, the most amount and and right it, 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 you know economically it just didn't work so right. we, we figured that out with them but um and then we sell it via subscription and yeah. then and then to the people that can't get it via subscription it, they can buy a digital download yeah yeah and so the, you know and, and treats has become a brand in itself in, in a very short time and and i and i know that the, the five years johnny yeah but that's a really that short, sh well. oh man it's a, it must feel it's like a long me. time it's yeah. age me i should be <laughs> young and uh, but to, to go from launch to it for to be where it is now in five yeah. years i think is, is is a huge success and a huge achievement and and, yeah. and with all the plans that you you have going going forward i think we're really exciting i, I really like the you know treats uh, uh, the the halloween party is amazing the the, you know, uh, the parties you it, do it becomes and, a it's an extension of the brand but it's it's an experience i you know i just thought when you buy this magazine and touch it yeah and smell it actually you can it, it's an experience yeah um it's it interesting is, you should say that about the paper because it, it was yeah, like magazines expensive. had a smell you know and, it does i mean if mm. you smell a copy it's I, the the very first i got i, I stuck my nose right <laughs> in it I, I was like oh this is print this yeah. is yeah. fine art yeah. print beautiful paper Absolutely. the ink was just drying right amazing and yeah. then the cover has got this soft touch mm. effect on the cover and you know, it, it's it's an experience. Yeah, you know, very you, tactile. You experience this yeah. thing, and you you know it feels like quality. And yeah. So we end up doing these events that the say the same thing transpired. It was a group of quality people that are fun, that are I would say kind of curated. Yeah. Um, all these amazing girls come, and and it's just a fun 
time. Yeah, and it's know. almost and it's it's almost like that idea of Halloween allows you the the room to dress in a certain way yeah. and, and and to have a certain type of behavior and oh, and to just fun, to, fun Halloween. Yeah, parties. and it just to, to just to take you know just to, to throw caution to the wind for for a night. And and I think that there's also that kind of feeling at the treats parties that you, that it is a more sensual event when you go to a, to a treat yeah. event. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of beautiful people there. It's just yeah. a cool group of people. Yeah. It's like that. You know, we are very particular about to get an invite to treats is kind of a you know a coveted thing. But uh, Halloween is kind of crazy. Um, you know, people were selling wristbands on <laughs> Craigslist a couple of years ago for two thousand dollars. I don't know where they were getting them from. But, yeah, right. Um, I was know, there, so it wasn't mine. You know, and it, it's not about money for us. It's just having a great time. Obviously, we you know we have brand sponsors, and I don't, yeah. we don't charge for drinks and. Yeah people just come and have a great time so yeah they're a there, fantastic party if you ever get to go I, I recommend not selling your wristband and then going to the <laughs> to the party but, <laughs> but uh, tell us about yeah, what the other projects you have yeah, coming got, up i know you've got uh, a, a new youtube channel and um well not no not youtube oh it's not youtube no i think you know i think youtube's changing i think look i think we're in a time where we are bombarded with mm. with content yeah. and information and a lot of it is shit. Right. And I think YouTube is, it's just a bunch of, it's crap. There's mm. a lot of crap on there. It's not curated. I mean, and they, they themselves have gone and started Red, uh, YouTube Red. Right. Which I guess is more, it, it's a more curated channel that right. you have to pay for. You know, we're starting our own TV channel. Right. Oh, so it's not through YouTube no, then? it's, it's not, on, it's oh, not okay, through cool. YouTube. It is, it's going to be a subscription service. Okay. But, you know, we're, we're in a time now where... Uh, is it internet-based or is all, it... It's all okay. online, it's, right. it, it's, it's streaming, yeah. it, it, it is, um, you know, it's a bunch of content and, and original program, mm. cra- programming that we're creating that, that has that treats aesthetic that is, mm. it is, it's not mature, it's not adult, it's, it's grown up. Right. You know, it, it's sophisticated. Right. Um, and... And when do you think this is going to be... There's no censorship on it. Right, there you go. You know, this isn't porn. It's not adult content. This is just grown-up content where, hey, I'm old enough to watch this and and I'm I'm sophisticated enough to understand it. But it's it's all original programming. And can you give us an idea of uh, some of the show, one of the shows, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, we're doing a a calendar for treats. Yeah. Um, And obviously there's going to be a show around around that, the casting process, the right. actual okay. photo shoot, um, all that's going to live behind, you know, on, on, online. The, the video content for us is really important, yeah. you know, um, and especially at a certain quality. And there's yeah. a cost to that. So that's why we have to, you know, we will be charging sure. a small subscription fee, but... Um, well, I think, I think, uh, think, I think that people the, are willing to pay for the quality. Uh, and, think, you know? and you should have, be able to charge. You should make money because making money allows you to continue producing content. Yeah, and I don't, by the way, and I don't work with shitty advertisers. No. I'm not forcing you to watch an ad. I'm not. Forc- right. I'm not forcing you to look at. You know, if if there is ad, there is some advertising treats, but it, you wouldn't even know it because mm. it looks like it's quality. You know, we work with we we work with luxury brands, quali- high quality brands that that are on brand with us. Um, 
you know, the, the Treats TV is going to be exactly the same. It's, yeah. it's something and is you that can the title? Watch. It's called Treats, Treats TV. TV. That's great. And, and it's something you can watch with your girlfriend or your wife. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's acceptable. Yeah. And it's not, you know, you're not, you know, it is going to be like the pages of Treats have come alive, basically. Right. Oh, cool. Um, and when does that launch? That's hopefully launching uh, third quarter of this year. Oh, fantastic, mate. Yeah. And so you're yeah. in production now? Are things being produced? We're, we're, we're looking at um, some content producers. We're looking at, uh, you know, we've got ideas for particular yeah. shows ourselves. Obviously, you know, it's, we're going to have to, we will be building mm. this, the, the, uh, the, the viewer base. Mm-hmm over time and it will be would it be a continuous stream or is it kind of like a, a pick and choose thing like hulu for example where you see it's, a show it's like and HB, i would say it's like viceland or, right. or or hbo okay cool or showtime yeah anything like that that you know and, and people these days are cutting the cord from yeah. terrestrial yeah. tv and uh and just having yeah. hbo hulu netflix uh and that's it that's it and they have the internet everything else they can Get online, and yeah. I think because they just they're just sick of 150 shitty channels, yeah. uh, and then and every and every five minutes, every, every three minutes, an advert's going right. on. People are fed up of that. Yeah. I mean, obviously Netflix have proven that. Yeah. Um, we will work with certain brands that will be integrated, but into what we do seamlessly. But they're brands that you know are on brand with us. That, yeah. You know, you wouldn't even know that it's there, but they are part of it that sounds so, really exciting Stephen. really so, yeah, excited we've for got you. some you know we're speaking to a number of really great great people to be involved and i think you know yeah i mean we're we're just putting the program in together so it's uh fantastic we've got a couple of ideas but that, that's that, fantastic that's the plan i think that's where it's all that's where it's all leading and any any other projects upcoming projects that you want to tell us about um, before we wrap up yeah you know we we're about to launch a Another another magazine called Circus, which oh, is cool. a film and television. Again, high end. It, it 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 is a. It's not something that has existed in America before. Um, it is you know you have your trade facing magazines like Hollywood Reporter and Variety. This is more film fan okay. based. It's about the people that make films, who are in them, who are who create them, right. who write them. Right, great. Um, again really great quality mm. full page photography fantastic you know we'll, we'll be featuring we'll be doing like a behind the scenes look but instead of a little eighth of a page this right. will be a full page right. or across a double page and and i, and I know, think really like behind the scenes seeing how things work and yeah, seeing and the, the creative process the is very interesting yeah. and, and and then also you know so you know treats is four times a year circus is six mm-hmm. we'll utilize the same people across both brands it, it helps you know it's expensive to do um treats four times a year sure. now we'll be doing circus as well so <laughs> 10 magazines a year helps with with the cost of everything right you know? yeah 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 um and then also with with advertisers and brands and we have a great and amazing distribution model for circus it going to all the right people great um, and when circus going to, to be launched uh, october Fantastic, mate. That's yeah. it. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Well, listen, Steve, why don't you tell us the, uh, where people can get in contact with you and where they can find uh, Treats uh, magazine and, and the online version and then your social... Treats social media is uh, at Treats Mag. Um, I think it was magazine, but we got deleted a few times. Ah. Nipple slips. <laughs> um, it tends to happen. Oh, God, that's a, that's a nightmare, that whole thing. <laughs> um, 
We're on Twitter at Treats Magazine. Yeah. I'm on Instagram at Steve Shaw Photos and Facebook as well. Um, and then you can buy Treats at TreatsMagazine.com. Yeah. As a subscription or one-off, you know, as a as a single issue, which I highly recommend doing. Yeah. Um, I do too. Stick it on most, your coffee table. You never know what out. will happen. I mean, it's in, it's in a lot of newsstands. All the big newsstands have it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great, yeah. Stephen. I mean, Modison, mate, thanks for coming. For, Thank thanks you, for being on. It's and great, it's been mate. a really great story yeah. and a really great to hear about the, um, the, the, the beginning of the Treats Empire. And it's really good to hear what you've got coming up. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, uh, the uh, Treats TV. I think that's a, a fantastic move. And um, yeah, yeah and uh, the new magazine. So the future seems very bright. And and it's very exciting. So uh, congratulations Thank and you, well mate. done. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. This has been great. That's a pleasure, mate. All right, buddy. See you soon. See Bye. You. Well, thanks so much, Steve, for that great episode. What I find really interesting and what I'm learning every day is that not only did Steve have a flash of brilliance with treats, but he made it happen. Everyone has good ideas, but not everyone put, it in, put them into action. So if you're starting a label, writing a book, shooting some pictures, get it done. It's execution that matters. Make short, medium and long-term goals and stick to them. If you're listening to this podcast, you're already a creative, inspired person. So I'll say it again. If you have that idea that won't go away, that your mind keeps bugging you about, listen to it. Make a plan and put that plan into action. No one else is going to do it but you. And in the gig economy that is just around the corner, this is doubly important. So get out there, create, make things happen. Come up with a plan and execute. I spoke to Steve recently and there are loads of things in the works and so I'll have him back on to hear all about it. Thanks again for listening. Follow me on Instagram at jbookalil, at daddyofm. Check out our Facebook page. And if you like the show, which I hope you do, please rate and review us on iTunes. Tell your friends, share us on Facebook, because it really helps the show. We hit number 16 in the USA this month in the fashion category, and that's all thanks to you. I couldn't believe it when I saw the numbers. So thank you again to our loyal crew. Taking us out is Cy Coleman with Playboy's theme. Daddy-o out.